guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, guys. Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. I just messed up. <laughs> I said joy and hope instead of joy and hope. Uh, here we are. Humility, guys. That's not necessarily the theme for today, but it's always, all the time in my life, in your life. Uh, and we hate it. Oh my gosh, and we hate it. And if something doesn't go our way, what do we do? We get so upset and like frustrated and annoyed. <sighs> But that kind of fits with what I want to talk about today. Confrontation. All of our least favorite subject, probably our least favorite thing to do, have to tell someone what they are doing is wrong or that it hurt our feelings or to just ask them if they could not drive by at this exact moment that we're making this video or if they could do yard work at a different time of the day than just this little half hour slot. Like, <laughs> confrontation. Okay, before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Did you hear the car? Okay, so I don't know why it started bothering me so much more lately that cars are driving by in the middle of making videos. Like literally, it's like I've been making videos for over six months now. There have always been cars. I don't know why I'm just now starting to notice it, but isn't that so true? How as soon as you start to notice something that bothers you, it just gets bigger. It's that snowball effect. Like if you leave something unresolved for long enough, it's going to just irk you and irk you and irk you to the point where you fly off the handle just because someone drives by your apartment and you're like, that's a normal thing. Like this person has every right to be out in their car driving around at this time of the day. But like, just because it's bothered you for so long, you can't seem to handle it anymore. And how true is that for people in our lives, friends, families, roommates, like I get it, you guys. I've had so many times in my life where it's just like the little things that somebody is doing, it just gets under your skin and bothers you. And whether you don't want to rock the boat, whether you don't want to stir the pot, or whatever other analogy you want to think of it as, like just because you don't want to disturb the peace, you don't address it. I'm going to tell you something, friend. 
if it starts bothering you, it already has disturbed the peace. Because even though this person hopefully hasn't intended to do that, it has disrupted your peace of mind and heart and soul. So there's already an imbalance in peace. So know that you addressing it is more than likely going to be the best course of action. Because if you don't, what's going to happen? The devil, without you realizing it, is going to get in there every single time it happens and just make that annoyance grow to this completely unprecedented level. So, I don't know, let's say that your roommate likes to eat chips in your room and even though we all eat chips and there's a crunch involved in that, this guy just crunches outlandishly. You're like, is his mouth even closed? Like, does he have a microphone up to his cheek? Like, how could it be so loud? What's going to happen is if you don't address it and address it in a Christ-like way, the devil's going to do one of two things. One, it's either just going to grow inside of you until you explode and just go off on him one day in, an, in a very unchristlike way. Or two, you're never going to address it and the devil is just going to get you to see this person as exactly not that, like not as a person, just as an annoyance or a disruption to your peace. When in, when in reality, like this person is not disturbing your peace. It's just a lack of holiness in you, which sounds weird. But if you think about it, if we were truly holy and perfect, those little things would never bother us. St. Therese of Lisieux um, loved offering little things like that to Jesus. She has written before about like nuns in her convent who, when they were all doing the laundry, they would accidentally, maybe in taking a sheet out or something, would spray bubbles on her. And she would just offer those little sufferings up to Jesus because she knew that the sister, one, didn't mean it. And two, that it wasn't a big enough deal for her to address it. Now, she could have addressed it and she could have done it in a Christ-like way. But there's also a discernment to, is this really such a big deal that I should say something? Well, if that's you and you're like, I don't know if I want to say something or not, here's the deal, friend. Either way, as we've already said, your peace has been lost. So I believe like you either need to address it in a Christ-like manner or like with the person or you need to at least address it in prayer and pray through it with Jesus to where you can get to a point where it doesn't bother you anymore and you don't have to say anything. And I think it takes discernment to know which of the two courses of action to take. Because Therese chose not to address these little things. But I personally, for me, believe that there are some things that you 
just have to address. Like if the Holy Spirit puts on your heart to say something to someone, that it needs to happen, especially if it concerns the other person's soul or salvation, like if it's a big enough deal. For example, recently I was sharing with one of my really good friends uh, a couple different things that have really been bothering me in my life, specifically certain people. There were these three instances where I was like, I'm really concerned about X, Y, and Z people in my life. And I was talking to this friend about it and I was telling her how honestly, I think the three things are bothering me so much because all of these people in a way are sinning and I see that and I've lived each one of those three sins before and I know that I don't live them out perfectly now, these three things, but like I know that the Lord has brought me farther in those particular virtues and I just really don't want these people to keep living in this error because if they don't know any better, like I didn't, whenever I was living out those sins, I feel responsible to say something because I love these people. So just one instance was one of my friends was... And you don't ever like want to say anything to where you expose someone else's shame. So I'm just trying to be vague enough about it to respect privacy, but also to share like my heart and things with you. So I had one friend who was posting pictures on social media that I just did not believe were very modest. And it was really bothering me. And when I was talking to this other friend about it, she was like, honestly, Morgan, like if it is something that is such a big deal to you, then you should share that with her because you're right. That's not okay. And maybe she just doesn't think about it like that. And my friend's advice was I would say something to her and then no matter what happens, just know that at least you've expressed what you needed to say, you've loved her as a result, and however she reacts, you just have to surrender to God and trust this friend to him because that's like you've done your part and now that's all you can do. And so I've just been like thinking about that and praying about that a lot more. And I'll be honest, I still haven't done, I still haven't addressed it with this particular friend. And the other night when I was really praying about, Lord, what do you want this week's episode to be about? I, boom, it was like <laughs> crystal clear. He was like, how to have a Christ-like confrontation because sometimes it is necessary. So here are my five suggestions <laughs> to myself and to you for how to have a Christ-like confrontation. So I'm going to tell you the five steps and then I'm going to expand upon each of them a little bit more. Number one, prepare with prayer. Number two, be respectful. Number three, be honest. Number four, listen. And number five, 
let go and let God. So step number one, prepare with prayer. So as we all know, Jesus is our number one example for how to live our lives. Our lives should be modeled after Christ's. So Jesus had a lot of confrontation in his life, but I want to talk specifically about the biggest con, the biggest confrontation Jesus ever encountered, which was his crucifixion, which was his trial before the Sanhedrin and the people who eventually put him to death. Where was he the night before that happened? He was in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, which was on the Mount of Olives. So specifically, I'm quoting the passage from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 39. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. I think this is interesting. It's, it literally says, as was his custom. This isn't the first time that it's recorded that Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And he always did so when he was praying, whenever he was preparing for something, whatever it was, it was always the custom of Christ to pray before anything else. So always start with prayer. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be difficult. Jesus in this passage, it literally says he withdrew, verse 41, he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this chalice from me. Guys, Jesus himself didn't like confrontation because God didn't create confrontation. If we were all perfectly holy, happy, like I was saying earlier, we would never need to address anything because no one would ever be imperfect. It was never Jesus's design that we would have to argue with each other and decide on a compromise for anything because we would always want the good of one another. We wouldn't have had to do that. And even Christ himself was praying like, Father, if it's possible, please don't let this happen. Like, please Please spare me, spare all of them from this heartache that is going to ensue because ultimately that's not of you. That's not of God. And it's okay to pray and ask Jesus to remove confrontation from your life, to pray, Lord, please don't let me have to like say anything to my friend. Like, please just help her to have a change of heart and a change of mind. But then notice what Jesus says next. Same verse. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So in the end, Jesus still submitted to his father and was like, okay, but if I have to confront them, if this has to happen, your will be done. And now I think it's interesting what happens in the very next verse, verse 43. Immediately after Jesus prays this, it says, And there appeared to him 
an angel from heaven strengthening him. I recently, so I'll share this with you guys, recently, like in the last couple of months, what I had felt like God was asking me to do next in my life was to be a youth minister in my parish. And I currently live in part of the St. Louis Archdiocese. And one of my friends who's a youth minister in the Archdiocese had name dropped me to someone in the office of youth ministry up in St. Louis. And I literally got a call back in the fall from one of the people in this office, just offering to help me get a program started or learn more about it. Just super out of the blue, super sweet lady. And eventually in January, I went and met with her because I was like, I want to know what she has to say. And I was just telling her how, like, you know, I felt like this was what I was supposed to do, but it just didn't seem like it was moving or like it was actually going to happen just because of some other people involved, which wasn't a bad thing at all. I see clearly now like the Lord was preventing that from happening because he had other plans for me. But you know how it is. At the time, all you can see is your will. And so at the time, back in January, whenever I was talking to her, I was sharing, honestly, my frustrations with her. And she was like, Morgan, your guardian angel is so powerful. Pray to your guardian angel to go before you and to lay out the conversation between you and whoever, like in God's timing, because your angel can do that. And then see, just see what happens. Just say that prayer, see what happens. We are really blessed in the archdiocese to where this beautiful building that the Office of Youth Ministry is in, the Cardinal Regali Center, it literally has this gorgeous chapel in it, tabernacle, Jesus present in the Eucharist, everything. So as soon as this meeting was over, I was able to go pray in the presence of Christ. And I was just like, okay, Jesus, send my guardian angel. Like this woman suggested I say this prayer. So I'm saying this prayer, do whatever you need to do, guardian angel, like, and I trust you. And there's a special prayer to the guardian angels. If you've never heard it, it's just this really short, sweet, simple prayer, the guardian angel prayer. And it's angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here. Ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen. I'll include that in a link below. So if you'd like to print it out and have it. I love that prayer. I pray it every single day. And so I prayed it in that chapel. And I just surrendered. I was like, okay, God, you do you. I kid you not, you guys. The next day, someone from my parish reached out to me and was like, hey, yeah, let's meet about this sometime. And it was crazy. <laughs> I literally texted the lady from the archdiocese and I was like, girl, girl, look what you did. Well, look what my angel did. But, you know, the Holy Spirit working through you and then through my angel. It was amazing. So, I think it is so fitting that literally an angel was sent to Jesus for the same reason. Our angels are super powerful. We don't have, we are not meant to go on this spiritual journey alone. Not only do we have the Lord himself fighting for us, Exodus 14, 14. We have our mother Mary to intercede for us. We have all of the saints 
and angels. And we each have our own guardian angel. It's amazing. So ask your angel before you ever have to confront anyone about anything. Ask your angel to please go ahead of you and lay out that conversation because they will. So number one, prepare with prayer. And along with that, I also encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit in particular to provide the words and the timing because your angel is awesome. They can go line up the situation, but the Holy Spirit is ultimately the one within us who is speaking through us. So on that note, I have a lot of Bible verses today, guys. So get ready. I really like this verse. It comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 12, verse 11. So this goes along with the Holy Spirit helping you to know what to say, because I think sometimes we have a tendency to try to plan things out. Like I have had a lot of conversations recently with different friends and they just keep saying things like, I prefer texting or I prefer like a Marco Polo as opposed to FaceTime. If you know what Marco Polo is, it's basically um, like you just make a message, send it to someone, but you don't have to like talk in person with them. So my friends were saying they like these different platforms as opposed to actually talking in real life with a person because they like to formulate their thoughts first. Or they feel like their words come out more clearly when they have time to think about it and then like can go back through and edit things. That's fair. That's fair. However, I think two things. I think one, it is definitely a good idea to take a step back and collect your thoughts. So literally step one that we're on, we're talking about it, prepare with prayer. Don't just go into a conversation like flying off the handle. Like that's not good for anybody. So definitely take a step back, prepare yourself by praying. But two, you have to ultimately trust in the Holy Spirit to give you the words to say because our lives are not scripted. That's a huge reason why I don't, um, at this point, like I'm choosing not to edit my videos because life isn't scripted. None of us are perfect. We don't always say the right thing. We don't always do the right thing. Literally, I started this video by messing up my own ministry's name. Like none of us are perfect. And there's a beauty in that because it shows us our complete dependence on God. And so in the book of in the gospel of Luke, it literally says chapter 12, verse 11. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how or what you are to answer or what you are to say for the Holy Spirit, verse 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Isn't that such a sense of relief? Like, okay, Lord, like I can take a step back. Like I can think about it. I can pray about it. 
but I don't have to worry about it because if I truly trust you, I know that you're going to take care of it. And if I am truly trying to do what's best for this person and out of love for them and our relationship, like I'm wanting to address this situation, I can trust that you're going to give me the words to say out of love in that moment. Um, the first letter of St. Peter, chapter three, verse 15 uh, St. Peter writes, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence. So it goes along the same lines. Like we want to be gentle. We want to be reverent. We want to be loving. We want to be kind. And the Holy Spirit is all of those things and more. So we can trust his design for our conversation, our confrontation as well. And just know that it's all going to be okay. Speaking of which, this leads right into the second step. So be respectful. Another great verse in scripture. It goes along with the age old, treat others how you want to be treated. So Mark chapter 12, verse 31, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So keep in mind. Whenever you're confronting someone about something, whether it's how loud they chew their chips or whether you're worried about their soul because maybe they're not posting pictures that are the most holy or modest or decent, love them as yourself. Imagine if someone was going to tell me what I was doing wrong, how would I want them to say it? How would I want someone to come to me? Would I want them to like beat around the bush? and then vaguely state the problem or would I rather them just say, Hey Morgan, can I talk to you about something? And when I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, is everything okay? Yeah, but I'm honestly worried about you. Wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? I'm just worried that some of the pictures that you've been posting on social media lately aren't the most modest. And then that's probably when I'm going to get a little bit offended and then I would probably want the person to say, hear me out. Like, I love you. You are beautiful. I know that in no way, shape, or form that you meant them to be immodest. But I just think that maybe this is what you should be doing instead of this. Because, and always have a reason behind it. Like, always remember, like, gentleness and reverence, but the truth. You need the truth. So maybe go to scripture. Go to the cate- go to the catechism. Um, like be able to share with them why you think it's wrong, not just because, or why it is wrong. I should say that, um, not just because like you think it's wrong. Um, I had so many conversations with people who I love so much, um, in my family and my friends who they just like don't adhere to all the teachings of the church. And I'm like, it's your church. Like God himself like has established this church and like given us its teachings. And this is what he wants us to live by. So we don't get to decide whether or not that's right or wrong. A couple episodes ago, my friends Madison and Olivia joined. And at one point, Olivia was talking about that at length. She was saying how I I don't think that just because Olivia is suddenly born, she gets to decide what's right and what's wrong or what rules the church should have or not. Um, so go in with that. Like, 
be respectful. How would you want someone to say to you, hey, I love you, but what you're doing is wrong. Always be respectful though. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because think about it. Jesus was never mean to his persecutors. And a lot of times Jesus got really creative. Jesus was really good at beating around the bush, but in a way that convicted people. So I don't know like if you feel inspired to like make a parable of some sort um, to where the person like thinks they're giving you advice um, <laughs> and then it turns out like it's actually for them, go for it. But you're not God, so I don't know how well that would go over. But it's a possibility. Like, get creative, but also be be direct. Because respecting someone also means I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to be honest. Which goes into step number three. So be honest. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 9... It says, let love be genuine. <sighs> I think we can all agree that we've had times in our lives where people are just <sighs> annoying because they're not just letting us know how they feel. So just be honest. Just tell the person straight up, here's what's going on. Tell them how they hurt you, what you believe they did wrong. And going along with that, I have a ton of Bible verses. Can you tell? Um, so in the book of, or in the gospel of Luke again, chapter 17, verse three, it says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. So Jesus is literally telling us, like, if someone does something wrong, tell them. Jesus doesn't say, keep it to yourself. Jesus says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. So again, that's where the discernment comes in. If they're just chewing their chips loud, okay, that's something that maybe you need to discern. Like, is it worth addressing? Is it not? But for sure, it says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins, seven times in a day, turns to you seven times and says, I'm sorry. Jesus doesn't say, keep it to yourself and like get bitter and refuse to forgive him. Forgive him. But I think it's interesting. Jesus doesn't say, let it go. He says, address it. Last, or sorry, not last, but number four, listen. Listen. Because the person is going to want to share what they really meant by it or why they're doing what they're doing. Or if they don't seem to want to do that, maybe ask them, I want to, I want to know why you did that because I, I want to understand, like, I'm, I'm not trying to condemn you or anything. Like I truly just want to know where your heart's at. And then listen, do not get defensive. Recall how Christ said nothing before he was crucified. And that was the greatest offense of all time. So no matter what's happening to you, don't get defensive. There's a reason behind it and trust that the Lord will give you the words to say in the moment. And that leads to number five, let go and let God. At this point, you've both said your piece. And though it isn't guaranteed that you're going to 
feel at peace because we do live in an imperfect world. So maybe the person isn't gonna fully appreciate what you're trying to do, but you can rest assured knowing that you responded to what you put, what you felt like the Lord put on your heart, what the Holy Spirit inspired you to do. And so hopefully like that knowledge alone is gonna bring you some level of comfort. I know it has for me in the past. Um, and also assure the person if he or she is someone you've known a long time and like you truly love this person, they're your friend or even a family member that you confronted them, not because you wanted to hurt them or their feelings in any way, but because you truly love and care about them. And then finally, when it's all said and done and you both go your separate ways, just surrender the entire situation to God and let him take care of it. Because at this point, You've done your part. I personally really like praying a glory be in these kinds of situations. Um, or sometimes I even enjoy going to confession afterward. If I feel like there was a part of me that also, like maybe I needed to tell the person sorry as well. And I did. Um, then I all, I'll also go to confession knowing that like I'm surrendering the situation to God and his mercy. And then if the issue continues to bother you and steal your peace, I recommend talking to a priest or spiritual director about it just because maybe there's something deeper or underlying going on that they could provide more resources for you um, in that regard and even pray over you. So how to have a Christ-like confrontation, prepare with prayer, be respectful, be honest, listen, let go and let God. I would love if any of you implement this in your life. If you want to comment, share, or reach out and let me know how it went so that even if you didn't feel like it went super well, I can at least pray with you because I've been there, done that, and I know how much it hurts um, when the person doesn't appreciate it. But know that if the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart, he's going to get you there and he's going to get you that peace, even if it is just for you. I hope this helps you guys and let's go ahead and pray all for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you guys. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.